Like a plane? Do you think that's what happened when you go to the bathroom on a plane? <laughs> yes. You think it just gets jettisoned into the sky? That's not what happens. That only <laughs> happens on Dave Matthews Band's tour bus. <laughs> <laughs> Satellite. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everyone to S1E1, the show where each week we watch a different sitcom, watch just the first televised episode, and ignoring anything we know about the future run of that show, rate it and decide if that's a show we want to greenlight or cancel. This week we're talking about American Auto. American Auto went one season with 10 episodes on NBC so far. Today we're talking about episode one, which is called Pilot, originally airing December 13th, 2021. So to get things started, I'm Jay Gags. With me as always, the guys, Nick, Ferg, Gordo and Joe, what's going on, guys? Yo. Hello. They had heads. They just weren't connected to their bodies. <laughs> All right. So, American Auto. Joe, this was your pick. Any reason why we're doing it? Yeah, when this show had, like, a, a very interesting kind of fanfare less premiere... Like in December, all of a sudden on Peacock, there was just two episodes of it with nobody mentioning it. We were just like scrolling through. It was like, wait, this looks like it could be interesting. And then it premiered, you know, in earnest like a month or two later. And I thought it was kind of an odd thing, but we watched it and really liked it. And I then remember, oh, go I ahead. me and you talking about it and being like, I'm like, uh, this show's coming out. We should do it. It's like, oh, it's already out. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, because they didn't like announce any of it, which is a really weird thing to do now. I don't know, because now that we live in a world with the streaming stuff, it's such a hard thing where you don't have to, like, give the same sort of big sell you yeah. used to always give. Um, but it's one of those shows that when I saw just the preview, I was like, oh, this seems like it will be Thursday night on NBC level of show, like when we used to watch The Office and Parks and Rec and everything in real time. So yeah, uh, it seems know, like a good one for us to cover. Mentioning The Office, I mean, it's important to note that this show is created by Justin Spitzer, who worked on The Office as a producer and then was the creator of Superstore. So he has like a good lineage and uh, actually Superstore is a show that we did not too long ago. If you want to go back in the archives and listen to that. He did Rutherford but, Falls too, right? Um, yes. I don't think so. Did no, he? no, I don't just, think he did or that. were they just similar? I think they're just similar. Yeah, yeah. someone else did Rutherford Falls. I can't remember off the top. Yeah, but he... um Moe's from The Office did Rutherford Falls. You're, um, oh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Michael Schur. But yeah, so Justin Spitzer is like off of that lineage too. So I think uh, from Superstore to this, I think it was one of those, maybe they didn't need to overhype it because they knew that there was like this built-in interest that would probably follow the show. But who knows? This, this does feel a lot like Superstore as well. It, it feels yeah, yeah, for it, sure. It very yeah, close. 100%. And just to uh, go back, before the taping of this episode for us, Joe, you said you've already watched it. Uh, how about the rest of you guys? I've never, I had kind of waited for us to do this episode before I watched it. Never heard of it. Yeah. Sam, I didn't hear about it until Joe had mentioned it and I ne I've never seen it. Yeah. I, all I saw was the ads. Uh, I planned on watching it even before we covered it, but uh, I waited because we were going to cover it on the show. So just the first episode I watched. All right. Well, uh, and before we get into it, just want to remind everyone, go to s1e1pod.com if you want to follow all our social medias or find other places where you can listen to us. But you can listen to us on all platforms. But again, s1e1pod.com. Follow our socials, rate, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. But all right, let's get right into it. The cold open. Uh, we kind of start off with this board meeting, and that's kind of where we first meet uh, Sadie who's um, introducing everyone to the new CEO of Pain Motors. And Pain Motors is the company that everyone on the show works for. It's just a, a fictitious auto uh, company as if it was like a Buick or Ford or anything like that. I think we get, we're, we're supposed to believe it is basically a 
surrogate for Ford, right? Because when they talk about, they do a lot in this episode, they talk about the founding fathers of the company. And I think that they're very much drawing a line to Henry Ford. Yeah. Also based in Detroit. They're Detroit, yeah. Not like most auto stuff other than like the super foreign cars. Isn't that what like Ford's known for? Yeah, most. Yeah, most car companies were in Detroit. Were yeah, Motor City. Of, yeah. yeah, Ford car companies. And, As opposed um, to Fjord car companies, which are actually Fjord. boats. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> the, uh, the, the Fjord new CEO. <laughs> <laughs> We've been down this road before, right? This was what? Uh, Norseman? Yes. yes. So uh, go back if you want to listen to that episode as well. So um, the CEO that's announced is Catherine Hastings, but that's played by Anna Gasteyer, who I think most notably SNL, I mean, she's been in a, you know, a good handful of stuff, but I think SNL Me would always girls. be the, the number one that you'd remember her from. She's part of that era of SNL people who, not just the reruns we were watching a lot as a kid on like Comedy Central, but like when we would have been the age where we first started watching SNL sort of live in earnest, she was like a big part of that cast. So I have a, I have a big soft spot for her from that. Trying to think of like things you would most know her from. She was one of, um, she was part of the Sweaty Balls skit, right? I believe she yeah, was yeah. One of those. she's part of the the NPR public radio girls and she's does a ton of stuff in that she was on it for a while. I want to say four or five seasons. And then, you know, I never looked her up, but Sadie looked familiar. It's a uh, Harriet Dyer, but I don't know. <laughs> I looked her up too. Uh, she's also Australian and it go, I say it all the time. Australians do the best American accents. I don't yeah. know how, I don't know why it lends itself because Americans do terrible australian accents yeah. but australian people seem to be great at doing american also ones. australians drop their r's too and don't get nearly as much shit for it i never you... thought of that yeah that's, that's interesting. true i noticed that on that show below deck where um half of them are australian on the boat crew and they're all like oh what's that car like, well i don't know yeah. enough about like all australian dialects but maybe you know for us being from boston where it's such a small regional thing with that dropping the r for the accent so we stand out amongst the rest of the country where there it's just commonplace yeah, also true. australia is such a humongous place <clears throat> you know what i mean and the cities are so far apart depending on what coast you're on so it might even just be an accent thing that's part of a specific part oh, of that's australia true speaking of impressions jay how's your bobcat gold weight impression come <laughs> um, i'm waiting until we find a show like if we get another show that he's on then like i'll have to prepare more but mm-hmm. it's definitely on the back Challenge burner at the moment. want to give us a preview <laughs> give this episode no, <laughs> no i do not 100 <laughs> downloads and joe jay will do it in the next episode we should hey, do it on the instagram should be easy i'm but trying yeah. to think of other shows he was on i had tons of movies like we could right. just do his story arc from like police academy two through four and i would be a very happy person yeah maybe if we uh if we ever get a patreon going we'll we'll just do a bobcat week at this point we have more patreon episodes in the hole than we do episodes <laughs> yeah <laughs> we say that yeah. <laughs> yeah, we keep adding things to the list of things we want to do if we have uh, <laughs> the time. Well, I figure if we just keep throwing out Patreon ideas, eventually either someone's A, going to steal that idea and make a podcast and I'll be interesting to listen to, or B, be like, hey, I'll give you money if you do that. So, you know, you just got to keep throwing it at the wall like spaghetti. Yeah, let us know. Sailor yep. ideas will slit your throats. <laughs> <laughs> or that. We'll send a bobcat after you. So uh, to get back to the show, how do you feel about the way the show is shot in general? Uh, you know, we've it's not standard sitcom. Like, oh, well, the, the old, like, three-camera sitcom situation, it's more shot cinematically, which is kind of the new norm now for a lot of these uh, yeah, shows. Yeah, that new-age sitcom. Yeah, it feels, it feels fine in line with a lot of new stuff. It doesn't seem jarring or... 
and it doesn't seem like they're trying to go for the you know sometimes when you see like the three camera setup of like a full house or something when a new show does it now it feels like they're trying to be a little kitschy yeah like that's kind of how all those um, like the yeah. netflix ones are all usually formatted that way we've done a few of those on here that's mama's three camera shoot <laughs> yeah yeah no i thought that the uh the, the shots were fine um it felt a lot like superstore in the way that it was shot yeah i mean it makes sense like i said it's coming from the same tree it's justin spitzer who created both shows so you can see how they're gonna go about filming this uh in a similar tone which i think is a smart idea too right because whether or not you like superstore i think we all pretty much gave it a green light for the most part but it was a very successful show that was on for like eight seasons so it seems silly if you're known for doing that one thing that people really liked that you you do something else go too far away from it on your next big show back to the episode itself Catherine, the ceo we find out that she's not only the first ceo that's female for pain motors but also the first non-member of the pain family to be the ceo and then we get wesley Payne, who chimes in telling everyone that uh he didn't want the job and uh another person in the meeting replies with well they didn't offer it to you he's like yeah well i didn't want it anyways so can we just pull the um Band-Aid off right now that he's Andy. Wesley is Andy. I don't see him as Andy. No, no, you know what I see is, so Wesley's uh, played by John Barinholtz. Barinholtz, yeah. And he was in Superstore. He wasn't He's in Marcus the, in Superstore. Yeah, he wasn't in the pilot episode uh, that we covered, but he had a long run on Superstore, and he plays the exact same character. It's the same yeah, character. It is. He's it's the, the same, exact same character. character plus money. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of Andy's rich family. He's always talking about the lineage, all that stuff. Even his dialogue, all I could see was Andy throughout the whole uh, episode. I mean, I can see, I can see you cutting a line to it, but I think that in my head, I just think of him as his exact same character from Superstore. Yeah, I, I, that was the thing. He he was so close to being the exact same person from superstore that i couldn't even I'm, fathom I'm him being anyone lie. else i don't remember his character on superstore he wasn't was in he? the pilot yeah he was yeah, like but um, i watched the whole show really he's <laughs> the one a lot he's, he's a the huge one, part of yeah. it uh ferg he's one who makes boob cheese <laughs> okay was, i love uh, that nick knew that that would be the thing that ferg <laughs> could clasp onto right away <laughs> the boob cheese <laughs> As Sadie's presenting Catherine to everybody, uh, Catherine cuts her short, and then she just wants to move forward with the meeting. She doesn't want too much fanfare about herself. And she wants to see the new car that they're working on. And this is when they show her the Ponderosa. And this is when Cyrus Knight, played by Michael Benjamin, I'm sorry, Michael Benjamin Washington, he stands up and he kind of gives this presentation and she immediately cuts him off and starts critiquing the name of the car. I like this show has so, and there's a lot of, these scenes where it's just people talking but it's done really well where everything they say i find so stupidly interesting like the stuff about the ponderosa here and uh the conversation they have about other names with john baron holtz coming up i just think are like they were like captivating to me yeah because they're like it just sounds she's like it sounds like ponderous like dull and then they were trying to say like that the 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 word what originally derived derived from a tree and then it also has like the the word has roots from what um the ponderosa lemon and the ponderosa snails right and lemon is a term for a bad car yeah and a snail is the slowest animal she's like so what are you saying that this car is like a slow non-working tree car like what is this like a dull slow bad tree car (laughs) which is so stupid i love it but it's like a great point right when you think on a marketing standpoint it's when you think back at the cars more so when we were younger like when we were um, when we were yeah when we were younger it was like the taurus the bronco the charger you know the ram and it's you're like you power you're thinking speed and power the jaguar and then you're like 
the Ponderosa, you know, this lemon snail. <laughs> like, wh- what? <laughs> I can't, I can't hear Ponderosa and not think of Always Sunny. The I did the same. I was thing. gonna bring yeah. this, yeah. bring yeah. that up. Yeah, Billy Ponderosa. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you guys had to name the car, what would you name it? Oh man, that's a good question. Would you name your car? Yeah, if you Most were in like, charge of it, like, that what specific would you name? car? Knowing what I know about it, <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> if, you have... if you were, if you were in their position and you had to come up with a name, what would be a good name for a car, in your opinion? The man. I would call mine. I would call mine Michael Gordon because I know it would be the worst car ever created, and then I could <laughs> saddle that with you for the rest of your life. Like everybody hates Michael Gordon. <laughs> Damn. Putter, 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 putter. Damn! <laughs> it has to make that noise instead of the click, click, click when you do the. It can't um, be. A, it can't be an signal. electric car though, because it has to be gas. <laughs> 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 Pills. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think when you like name a car, like I said, the way to go about it was supposed to. You want something that makes you think of like speed or power or anything like that. So I don't know. I can't think of anything off the top of my head in the moment. You caught Pick me off an guard. Animal. Like, <laughs> like every time cheetah. I want to say something, it's yeah, it's something that's already a car. <laughs> it's like the oh, cheetah. Like, I think that's a good point, though, right? Like, they've used a lot of good names for cars already. Like, what do you go with now? That's why all the new ones are, like, nonsensical. Now it's just, like, right. the VF3. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, it makes yeah, more we sense to out. call it a We ran name. out of, like, cool, fast animals, so we're just going to call it shit like this now. The COVID-20. The COVID. I drive a Tucson. It doesn't sound that cool. <laughs> like, it sounds uh, rugged, though. I don't know what a Tucson is. Like, It's a place in Arizona. Yeah. yeah. It's a very dry, arid place. Is that what it's named after? Yeah, because they yeah. also have the Santa Fe, New Mexico. They're all. Oh like yeah, that makes sense. I, I never put that yeah. together. Yeah, I didn't put the Tucson and Santa Fe together like that. You notice there isn't one that's like the Worcester. That <laughs> 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 doing it for New England. Actually, uh, thinking about it too, like Phoenix makes sense, right? But I guess you would you don't want to think about your car engulfed in flames. That's so, true. Yeah, but true. your car also <laughs> reborn. Rise so it's like a Batman ages. car. It catches on fire, but then like a little motorcycle shoots out of the <laughs> middle of it. And you're like, nah, it's okay. Don't worry about it. You can still get to work. Sign me up. But uh, as we're talking about the name, too, I I, I want to go back to uh, Wesley's character because that's when he's like, well, to me, it sounds dirty. Like, pawn sounds like poon, which means vagina, and derosa means of pink. So I just picture a giant pink vagina on wheels. <laughs> like, <laughs> So I just want to point out they're very proud of this line because it was on every ad I saw for this show, like nonstop. Like, I, I guess, mean, to be fair, it's a very funny line. It's funny. And you know what? I think it also shows that too. you're not being super clean cut. You're not a afraid to kind of push the boundaries of what's going to be allowed on, you know, cable television or I think network it's television. More, I think it's more modern humor, though. Like, that's like very 2020s. Versus, I don't know. I think yeah, that joke would have went well in the 70s. 2020s. <laughs> 2020s is super clean. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird now. I mean, I also think, too, I don't want to bring up wrestling because I always bring up wrestling, but it blows my bad. mind on wrestling now when all the time they're like, this is shit. Everything you just said to me is shit. And your match was shit. And I am 36. And I'm like, Oh my god, they're saying shit on TV so much right now. This is like broken into our heads for so long what like standards and practices are and you have to like i don't know sort of i'm, I'm sure to people who are 17 they're like yeah yeah you can say poon all you want on tv instead we're like i'm an old lady clutching her pearls in my living room like can they go that far do you remember when it was such a big deal that they made it so you could say shit on tv they had the south park the south park yeah could I, I think they said it like six like no it was like 200 something times 
Well, we've seen a lot of that change, too. I remember, was it NYPD Blue, where they showed Jimmy Smith's butt? And it was like all any TV show, like news show talked about for two weeks. They're like, we're going to see a butt on TV. <laughs> like, oh, my God. And it's Jimmy Smith. Sign <laughs> me up. Your butts. Meanwhile, other countries are like full nude on television, like in the daytime. And like, yeah, it's you just can watch, the most You can watch thing. the all nude weather girl. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say the naked news is currently like on TV in England right now. And they're just like, yeah, let's change the channel, Marge. And uh, just to close out this uh, beginning scene, I like that they also talk about how there's cars that turns out that the words translate poorly. Like if you go from Spanish to English and like they have like negative connotations. And I think they said like the Chevy Nova and a few others. And then Sadie's like, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous that these companies don't have like at least one Spanish speaking person <laughs> working for them. And that's when it's discovered that nobody there speaks Spanish either. And it's just that like awkward quiet after that because they realize that they're just like everyone else. I do love the one bump before you cut right into the theme song, too, is she just looks at everyone and goes, ah, oh, Jesus, people. Yeah. And then you get the bomb, 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 bang, bang. It's, like, yes, it's a really yeah. great cut. Yeah. And so, you know, good transition that takes us right into the actual intro of the show. Uh, so, yeah, it's just kind of like this doo music with kind of old photos of the early auto industry. Not much to it. Pretty quick. Um, I think it's fine. I think, it's and everyone perfect. is an old white person. I think it's a person. perfect theme song for something like that, like the uh, Detroit Auto thing. Duop came from there and stuff. Like, yeah, it would either have to be that, or it'd have to be like Ted Nugent or somebody big for like Wango Tango. I would have <laughs> like, thought right, actually, sure. actually, Motown is the way to go more than the Duop style. Motown would make sense if we had like a Martha and the Vandellas track or something. That'd be pretty sweet. I don't know. I think it's fine. The intro is fine. I don't have Who? like a big issue with it. What Martha Where? and the Vandellas? I don't know. I, that I've never heard of one of the. They're one of the bigger Motown groups, you know, your love is like a heat wave. Yeah, they created the uh, Mandela effect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Martha and the Mandelas. Sorry, I said it wrong. <laughs> Nick, I'll send you a song later and you'll be like, oh, I know all these songs. You've got, okay. well, you definitely know Heat Wave. But yeah, I mean, Joe could have easily said like Smokey Robinson or the Jackson 5 or the Temptations, but, but then it wouldn't <laughs> yeah, be no. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> heat Wave is my favorite Motown song. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't know. I, we I don't have a, a huge issue with it, but I think it's very forgettable. If you told me to like hum the theme right now, I wouldn't remember it. I can. Well, it's, I don't know. I, I feel that, like it, yeah. it reminds me of Blue Moon a lot, like the doo part of Blue Moon. It put me in a good mood. It made me in a, the right state of mind for the show. It would have been it good is, if it, it was like, like if, if this was for Grease, the television show, <laughs> if they made a, a TV series for Grease. Didn't they? No. no question. I <laughs> yeah. thought that they like, to, to be, did. To be fair, I'm with Gordo on this. They to probably fair, made a TV adaptation. To be fair. I'm going to go convert. <laughs> I'm going to go look that up. They did a like a live TV like thing that they've been doing now. Those kind of like live performances. Oh, like a live play. Yeah. Like the all-star like cast things. But yeah, there's no oh. like television show about it. Then we're all in agreement as well that Grease 2 is the superior Grease movie, right? Uh, no. Grease 2, even greasier. Reproduction is the best song in any of, a Gre any of the Grease movies. That so is a good song. There is... Where does the pollen go? <laughs> yeah. So there is Get Ready to Meet the New Class at Rydell High. Oh God! Greece, Rise of the Pink Ladies, pre premiere on Paramount Plus. Uh, oh, it's coming out now. Yes, it of course is. It's Rise of the Pink Ladies, Rise of the Ponderosas. When is it coming out? That's a good thing. It's not a sitcom, so it doesn't matter. Yes, it is. It's coming out on Paramount Plus. Well, doesn't mean it's a sitcom. A sitcom. Bar Rescues on, on Paramount Plus too, and we can't Paramount cover that Plus, sadly. On Monday, 
Paramount Plus unveiled the cast for its upcoming musical TV series, Grease, Rise of the Pink Ladies. Ba-boom. It's actually just about uh, pink lady apples. but <laughs> Those <laughs> are that, delicious. That yeah. article came out in Entertainment Weekly Smith. on January 31st, 2022. So that'll <laughs> have to be a... It says it's a comedy. We'll look into it. We'll look into it. Maybe we'll do Rise of the Pink Ladies. I hope Over that never has to happen. Body. Yeah, with Fergus, <laughs> you know that's what? I do not want Just to, to be a all. jerk, I'm picking it. Well, let's let's move forward <laughs> for now. Let's veto Gordo again. <laughs> 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 yeah, he gets vetoed to, twice. To Gordo's the only person we've ever vetoed an episode that he uh <laughs> well i think we should start a theme here where like once uh, every you know six months or something somebody has a show they really love that nobody else wants to do so they have to do the episode alone oh so, you mean like we're doing cavemen jay, yeah jay will do cavemen alone <laughs> gordo will do pink ladies alone guys if none of you want to participate for episode 100 then it's not that's 100 fine, but, it's not 100 but, you mean uh, oh, our seinfeld episode episode 100 <laughs> You know as well as I do that it's our one year anniversary. Yeah. Yay! It is. We 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 do all right to to be honest, yes, our one year anniversary is coming up in a couple weeks or a few weeks now. It's like what, three or four from right now? This is what yeah, episode forty nine. So it would be episode fifty three. Um so yeah, so in an, in another month or so, we will finally do cavemen. And if I have to do it by myself, I will. I bet our episode of Caveman gets more views than an actual episode of Caveman. <laughs> I bet it'll get more downloads and intelligence. <laughs> Sorry, Schwimmer. But alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. Let's go forward. Let's go forward. So now, uh, past the intro, we get to the next scene where everybody in the meetings talking at the coffee area, and um, they're talking about Catherine, their new C- CEO. And Wesley's saying how his father, his grandfather, would be rolling over in his grave if he knew that someone like her was running the company, which they just assumed because he was like sexist and racist. Which mean- leads a long part of the story where they just constantly are referencing, and again, the Henry Ford thing, right? Because Henry Ford noted Nazi supporter, and, but made yeah. a great car. <laughs> Right. I mean, yeah. Then again, so did the Nazis, I guess, right? Because the, the Volkswagen, Volkswagen is yeah. a pretty... Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying... <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I just got canceled. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> anyways, yeah. He's, uh... Wesley's insisting, no, it's not because of any of that, but because she doesn't even come from the car industry. She came out of, like, Big Pharma, and she doesn't know anything about cars. Which is... So she's I, literally a drug dealer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And like that's not like the most uncommon thing though these days to to bring in a CEO to a company that's not familiar with the industry that they work in. It's more in today's world. It's like, are you successful in business? We can teach you about the product. We just want to know that you have business sense. That's a big exactly. thing, especially in sales, right? If you're trying to increase profits and you did something well at one company, yeah, they'll just bring you over and be like, look, you can learn what a engine does later. Yeah, but it showed later why that's an issue. Like, couldn't they have a successful CEO from another car company? possibly but sometimes they just want fresh eyes because like even you know if you look at the first scene they're talking about the ponderosa and instantly she's like wait a minute does like what does that mean like that a slow snail like a uh, lemon car and like yeah, she immediately comes at it from a different angle yeah they were they were all so far into it you know what i mean they can't see it from the outside perspective so when you have fresh eyes it's it does have it its helps benefits. like eliminate the yes men sort of you know what i mean because everybody's just like yes okay we will do that and she doesn't want to which like becomes an ongoing runner in the show because because Catherine is so not engulfed in the auto industry sadie who we come to find out is like obsessive with cars is now trying to hide that from her boss throughout the whole episode 
to not look like she's just a fangirl who's just, you know, all about vehicles. It's weird to me that she's obsessed with cars in general. Why? But that's how it usually goes with cars. It's like you're into cars. It's not like I'm obsessed with- There's like train people, there's car people. No, I get it, but train people, people, there are train people who love trains, but they really love steam engines, right? There are people who love music, but they really love- you know, folk music. They like other kinds of music. They're obsessed with music, but they have like a, a concentration that they yeah, really but care that's about. Not really... It seems like they mention her. She has like Ferrari sheets and she works for this company. It seems like she just is a blanket car lover. That's how a lot like... of that fandom goes though. A lot of people who are into like automotives, that's, that yeah. is it. You, you like, like if yeah, you like, mu- they have a preference, but yeah, but if, because if you like muscle cars, let's say it's not like one company made them. So sure. Yeah. Might you like, like a certain all. type of car, but yeah, it, it might span over multiple different you know companies well, it's like motorcycles too you know like you might love harleys or you might love indians but like you like motorcycles yeah and i get that i'm just it seems weird to me that she's so blanket that said i am the worst person to have an opinion on car lovers i Actually, like cars it's been I eating don't... me alive because <laughs> if we if you go back a few weeks to our unhappily ever after one we're talking about used cars and joe's example is a two-year-old Ford Bronco. Joe has no idea that Ford Broncos haven't existed in like 20 years and that they're just about to come back soon. So like I listened back to that episode and it it killed me to not mention in the moment. I was like, why didn't I catch that? He mentioned a a two-year-old Bronco. Broncos didn't exist at the time. Well, you got to flame me on it later. So don't feel too bad. Broncos (laughs) and the, um, what was it? The NASCAR show. Um, the crew, the crew. crew. We talked about the Broncos in that too. Yes. Well, I do love the old seventies, like the pre Broncos that are like the two door Broncos. That's probably why I was thinking of it. I don't know much about cars, but I really like those. Like yeah. the OJ car? No, pre OJ. Not the ones that weren't that big. They looked more like a Jeep. Oh, okay. But getting back to it, uh, Dory says that she uh, she's never worked for a woman before, and now she's not going to be able to like flirt her way out of trouble. But maybe <laughs> she's she <wishes laughs> love a huh. And then uh, everyone else is just pretty much afraid that they can get fired. Because, I mean, that's any company, right? When there's a new CEO, they usually kind of bring in their people. Also, the actor who plays Dory has the best name ever. Yes. (laughs) Her name is literally just X Mayo. (laughs) Like, like if you were ordering a burger and it was like, yes, mustard, yes, ketchup, X Mayo. Like, that's the best (laughs) name ever. I love it. I think the best name ever is Fibish Finkel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Fibish, R.I.P. But yeah, and, and I looked her up too because she—I guess she's an actor, comedian—but she doesn't have a lot of credits. She was a big writer on The Daily Show for a long time, and she like would appear occasionally on that, from what I remember. But to be honest with you, I haven't now. watched the. I haven't. I think in the past few years, I don't watch it that often anymore. It's on when I'm already in bed at this point, so it's not a show I watch very often. And then we get to Catherine and Sadie walking across like the building, and that's when Sadie's prepping Catherine for a big presentation she has later. That's the first time we really get like a really good look at the full building that they work in. And I think, again, to make these comparisons to Superstore, where they used an actual supermarket at one point, or at least a giant warehouse that they converted and then later switched. Here, it's it's a legitimate gigantic building. This isn't like a set. You know, it reminded me of the WWE headquarters. Well, that that's I mean, essentially just corporate headquarters, yeah. which, you know, yeah. is, is like a lot of places are very similar to this. So. Yeah, I do like this. I don't know. Sometimes I appreciate more. We did intelligence last week and I hated the office in intelligence. I don't know. It felt so overdone to be like, oh, it's a bland office. This one I was like, 
I could see myself working here. Yeah, it's very realistic. People hated it. But yeah, no, I, I think if you go back to like intelligence, other than some a few a few shots, like the, when they were the security area and stuff, everything else was clearly a set. Where this seems like they're just using a big building that they converted to create pain motors, and that that's how they're going to film. It could have been NBC's headquarters too. I don't know. I didn't look into it, but it could very well be. They, NBC's. I, my it guess, could be an NBC building. Yeah. Yeah, my guess without actually doing the homework, which maybe we should have done, is that they found a building for sale or whatever and just converted it and to make that like the studio. Because I think this is just another one of those shows that they knew with the lineage of the people behind it and the backing of the network that it's probably going to have like an okay run, like it's worth the investment. You're not making like a shoestring budget pilot, so you can kind of take the risk here. Also, this is kind of like when we watch Hanging with Mr. Cooper and they use the set for an existing show. They use the set from... um. It's like the opposite of that. <laughs> that's, growing pain. that's them being like, we don't want to spend any money. No, what I'm saying is they may have used this one set and then not come back to it for... Like they could have been like, this is a building we have in our company somewhere. Let's film in the these exterior yeah. shots for one day because i can't even remember if they go back to this it's actually just a building on universal studios lot okay they well, just had? Yeah. yeah i mean you gotta figure sound stages are that size yeah, they're I mean, big. like they film like the titanic in a sound stage so they're just huge massive buildings that they probably just rebranded for you know american auto sure it also says that according to the cinemaholic somebody from the show reached out to alessandra Uzili, the great grandson of Henry Ford, for a tour of the Ford Motor Corporate Headquarters in Dearborn, Michigan. And that's where they drew most of the uh, set design from, was from the actual Ford Motors Corporate Headquarters. What was the person from Ford's name? It just says, Justin reached out to Alessandro Uzili. U Z I E L L I. All that I've was. Gotta I've got to feel like Henry Ford would not be a fan of that person being the head of their <laughs> company now. This seems like a real life situation where they saw that and then met that person and were like, we could write this into the show. Henry Ford, n- noted not fan of names like that. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is, this is Wesley talking about his grandfather. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Um, yeah. So from this scene too is when. As we talked about earlier, this is the finding out that Catherine really doesn't care about cars at all. Uh, she took the job for money, and this is Sadie hiding that she's obsessed with cars. Which is weird. I just I, find I it agree. weird. Like, you work at a car company, just friggin' own it. You're a girl that likes cars. I mean, if you want to go down that angle, but it's just like, being just afraid. fucking own it. It's being afraid because this is your first impression of a new boss. boss. Yeah. It's, so yeah. what? It's the extent she went to hide it. It was like, that's what that I mean. out of the bag fairly early. No, I don't like cars. That's yeah, bad. I, I don't I think get new it. boss syndrome is the issue here. Yeah. Yeah, but you would think that you can parlay that into being like, well, you don't know a lot about cars. I do. I'm your right-hand person. I'll teach yeah, you. Yeah, but the way it was presented was this is this was Catherine saying like oh you're not one of those people that like fetishizes transportation right so now she's like oh no she hates that like I can't let her think that I'm this so she's just trying to shy away from letting it be known how much he likes cars I like fetishizing all transportation to be like somebody who goes by on rollerblades and you're like oh yeah there it is <laughs> well you know what it's but it's one of those things like that's real like I work at the airport and there are people there who are obsessed there are people there that are obsessed with like airport uh, huh? like, humble brag i don't own the airport i work there that's, i wouldn't say that's much of a brag <laughs> no i mean you're we all right. know your last name is logan yeah 
I mean, but, Jay, you're right, because when I worked at the hotel in town, a lot of people would contact me about being plane spotters. And they were like, we hear that your hotel is a great place to spot planes. People mm-hmm. are obsessed. I work with people who, when they find out certain aircrafts have like landed through other companies, like they'll go drive down and look at them and take pictures. Okay, like, so I, I have worked at the airport also. I'm not a Logan, but I've worked there. How can you... I mean, I worked there for a little while. Seeing a plane roll by you like 40 feet away is still mind blowing every time. Like it's just such a massive piece of machinery that shouldn't feel, look like it it should move on the ground, never mind in the air. So like I was always amazed. Well, I think there's those. a difference. Like, so I think it's we're talking about a, kind of two different things. Yeah, I think the idea of flight is cool, like how that works. But there are people that that's just a big hobby of theirs where it's like for me, it's not a hobby. Like I think the fact that these things lift off and fly around is cool and like being up near them whatever but there are people who are obsessed with models of them like just like we said like trains and cars and anything else where people are very excited about little things about the industry that like for me doesn't really do it so i think transport when she says fetishizes transportation i think there is a lot of similarities between airlines and trains and cars like they they all kind of have similar fandom i think that's fair that's fair and uh sadie's response to her was what do i appreciate cars sure do i love them i mean define love I mean, that's a pretty big tell, right? Where she's obviously just like, I mean, it gets outed on her, but she's, I mean, we talked about the new boss thing, but like it would take her another two hours before she was going to gush about something to her and get it out of there, you know? I mean, if Catherine said right off the bat that she loved cars, then Sadie would have gone, you know, extensively telling her all about how much she loves this and that about cars and the details of inflex her knowledge. She just feel like it wouldn't have hurt if she just said, yeah, I work at a car company. I like cars. And that would have been the end of that conversation. It wouldn't have had to drag on. Or can't she say I'm not that into cars, but I'm good at my job. So I know this, this and this. Yeah. But again, I think you're trying to, I guess we, we didn't paint it well enough either that from when you first meet this character of Sadie from the very beginning, she's very nervous and neurotic. Like that is something that's very apparent with her from the very beginning. Yeah, she's uncomfortable in her so, own skin, it seems yeah, like. Yeah, so when you factor that in, and I guess that's something I should have mentioned much sooner, it, it, it makes a lot more sense that she would be afraid to tell her boss that she's not like-minded to uh, to how she feels about vehicles. I do like that she had a whole presentation ready and she just cut her off at the beginning. Yeah, it's like <laughs> enough. Yeah, who cares about me? I mean, I'd be happy. There's nothing that makes me more angry right? than unnecessary spreadsheets, unnecessary presentations. We're like, can we just move on? We can we can get the minutes of this later, right? Yeah. And as uh, and as this can, uh, conversation concludes, you can see a guy standing in front of what ends up being Sadie's office. And when she spots him, she gets really flustered. Like, she doesn't want anyone to know that the two of them know one another. So Catherine, her boss, is like, oh, do you know him? And she's like, uh, no, 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 no. Um, That guy? No, I have no idea. And it's like, well, it looks like he's trying to talk to you. And then she's like, uh, well, I guess I'll see what that's all about and heads over and they eventually head into the office. Now, this guy, Ty White, I wanted to bring this up because recently I've had my mind blown and please just follow along with me for a moment. So we're time I know- for story time with Joe, baby. This isn't story time, but we're going to get we're going to we're going to go some places here. OK, so this guy, Ty White, he the one place I knew him from is he is in the um, OJ Simpson, like the people versus OJ thing that FX oh, did with Cuba. With Cuba's in it, and is John Travolta in it, I think, too? Yes. Right, yeah. So he plays Jason uh, Simpson, who's OJ's son from his first marriage. He was kind of like 24 or 25 when um, the murders happened. A guy recently wrote a book called OJ is Innocent and I Can Prove It. 
then it's like a thousand pages and I have dug so deep on this guy's theory and his theory is that this character Jason Simpson the older Simpson son is actually the one who killed Ron and Nicole and I 1000% believe it the Don't evidence the glove. Test is the glove on him. staggering and if you start looking up the evidence to this you're gonna be you're gonna have your minds blown Joe all you have to do is just read I did it and OJ lays it out plain and simple if I how did it. he did it if, if I, I have it. read no, 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 I no, did no. it or I how I the... if if I did it how I do it whatever it's called I have read yeah. that book I actually bought it at Newbury Comics and got the stink eye from the guy behind the counter when I bought <laughs> it and I was like I just want to be informed what I if got my... it at the library for 25 cents one of the like, hardest oh, I've ever laughed in my life is when Matt back when the whole OJ thing was happening they did a mad TV sketch about the whole if I did it thing and it was OJ giving a tour of the house and they said they say that I hit my head on this air conditioning unit now if I lived here and I knew it was here how could I have hit my head on this air conditioning unit and then he turns around and hits his head on the <laughs> air conditioning unit and I Just, fucking lost it it has stuck with me for years well, to be fair, I think he did know about it because I'm pretty sure his son goddamn did it and he was helping to cover it up. And there is a lot of interesting evidence and I don't want to give this guy probably an insane person. I'm not saying you should go buy his book or anything, but like <laughs> you can do some pretty easy free research where a lot of these theories you're like, I don't know, that kind of makes sense. You think that like this guy would be covered. Nobody checked on the son the next day. See if he was covered in blood or had scratches all over him. How old was the son at the time? Like 24. Oh, so older than I thought, yeah. Yeah, he was older and he had uh, some anger issues and some stuff going on where it's a pretty compelling theory. So uh, I want to ask one last question. I just want a yes or no answer and then we got to move on because I don't want to talk about OJ for the whole episode. But according to this theory, was OJ aware that his son was going to do it before he did it? No. Okay. All right. So moving on now. So Sadie, Sadie meets up with this guy in front of his office and he's like, oh, it's so nice. I've never been up to this level before. And they head into her office. And this is when Sadie's like, listen, I'm sorry. Last week was fun, it, but it was a mistake. And we just got a new CEO. And, you know, I don't want her to find out that I was involved with anyone from work, let alone the factory. <laughs> and, you know, not just the factory, but any employee in general. And Jack's like, wait, well, yeah, okay. Are you trying to have me transferred? And she's like, wait, what? I, um, this whole scenario with her talking with the CEO outside the office and then in the office, I got huge Amy from Superstore vibes. Yeah. Okay. I can yeah, see okay. that. Yeah. So this is an Amy and, um, Jonah scenario for you? Y yeah. Similar. Very similar. I can see that. Yeah. And just her, just almost her mannerisms were the same. She's just trying to play everything off, keep everything private, but she's still doing weird shit at work. So she really shouldn't expect that anyways. I just, it's a, it's a similar vibe. Andy so she's like the Australia so Ferrara of the show. Waka waka. Ah, yeah. So essentially, the like, so this whole conversation though is Sadie and Jack have hooked up in at like a one-off at a party. There was for, a retirement party or something. They had right. a few too many drinks and they went home with each other. And now she's nervous that her boss is going to find out that she hooked up with a coworker and think less of her. So secretly she's trying to have him transferred <laughs> to a different uh a different shop in wesley or whatever it was this is an insane thing to me because obviously they companies don't want you to date and and i've had you know every year you have to update your hr packages or whatever you have to sign and it all has changed in our time a bit to say like we don't encourage but we understand it happens but like a lot of people end up dating people they work with because when you work someplace for 100 hours a week that's who you see that's who you meet full disclosure that's how i met kelsey right like we met working together 
So I feel like it's kind of weird that she's, I think this is like an underlying thing where she just doesn't want people to know that she hooked up with somebody who's so below her, not that she hooked up with somebody from work. Yeah, she says yeah. it at first, but then she she like backtracks. She's like, oh, someone from the factory. She's like, oh, not not like the factory, but you know, anywhere. I think she's a boss and she shouldn't be sleeping with, with uh, employees that are under her. Yeah, but then also, like, if you're not a well, hold on, hold on. I'm not saying that's what I think. I'm saying that's how I think she thinks. I'm sorry. For for the record, though, they did not clarify if when they did it, if if he was under her or not. They didn't talk about positions. He may have been on top of her. Yeah. (laughs) So so hold on. So to piggyback off that, what do you guys think her position is? Because I think she's just like an executive assistant. She I would assume from behind. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I like how Gordo's cat screaming capped that off. <laughs> she wants to supervise. That's cat for not funny. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, like, what's her position in what the the idea of the company? <laughs> it's still your cat. Your cat's mad because they're being too friskies. They <laughs> they they say what her actually they don't specifically say right because later in the episode Catherine tries to present sadie to a crowd and doesn't know her job title so that's I don't true think we, yeah we don't find out exactly what it is she does we just know she's rather high up i, I assumed was, it went by order of the table and she was number two in the company yeah i mean she's definitely high up i got that she was just like a, the ceo's assistant like the executive assistant no i think that's who dory is yeah and anyways the only other thing that i want to bring up from this conversation too is uh, Jack trying to catch her in a lie by saying like, oh, so who was it that uh, talked to you when uh, I was recommended for this transfer? It was it Sean? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it was Sean. Well, which Sean? Oh, I, I don't remember his last name. He's like, really? Because there's not a single Sean that works here. He's like, it's awfully hard to believe. It's I like, said the what? same thing the same time as her. I said it's awfully yeah. hard to believe. Yeah, if she had a- just gone with Greg, then we would have had no issues because there's definitely a Greg down there. Yeah, Greg, Greg Payne. Payne. <laughs> there it is. And then we see there's like a quick scene where Catherine runs into Wesley and Dory and Wesley's like still like the the whole thing with him is it's him trying to pretend that he doesn't want to be the CEO, but he's bitter about Catherine getting the job over him because he thought that that was just like because of his namesake, it was just going to be handed to him. His legacy. So it gets over. It's a classic character, though, of like, who wants that? If somebody said to you, okay. Ferg Motors is not going to be run by Ferg today, but you're going to keep all the money and live this life you have, and you don't have to do any of the work. I think at a point, he's like our age. I'd be like, that sounds fine with me. I don't want to be working, doing this shit every day. Ferg Motors located in Fergberg. (laughs) Fergberg, that's true. This is also when Dory tries to test this whole theory of whether or not she's going to be able to flirt with Catherine to get in and out of trouble, and... Catherine asks her, hey, if anyone calls, I'm going to be down the track. Can you just handle all the AV stuff? And she's like, me? Like, the most technology I don't know how to use is my hair curler and my vibrator. She's like, right? And then just deadpan silence from Catherine. (laughs) I do love, too, like the 90s stand-up comedy. Like, am I right, ladies? Am I right? (laughs) I got my vibrator down at the Starbucks. I'd imagine if there was a studio audience, you'd get one. Woo! (laughs) <laughs> the one person Whoa. i just want to find i wish we could go back in time and find the one person who they always got to go like woo when one person took their shirt <laughs> off so we can get them to guest on our show <laughs> just throw that one like shirt off woo in every once in a while and then uh, after all this weird exchange between them because uh she corrects herself and says actually no i'll figure it out because i'm a professional uh we get them down at the test track and it's like this fake block made out of like cartoony cardboard cutouts of like a little town with people in it this is where they test the new vehicles, I guess. It's also where in every cop movie from the 70s and 80s, they test shooting and like a family so walking out of the I grocery wrote store yeah. comes out. What yeah. it reminded me of was um, the shooting scene in Men in Black. 
No, it reminded yes. me of the shooting scene from Police Academy when he's got the shotgun and he accidentally shoots the, the child one. And I was thinking Police Academy too, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's just like the Men in Black one with the girl with the physics books and whatever, the little girl. Yeah. You always end up shooting the wrong one. Dirty Harry has one in Dirty Harry 2. But yeah, that's what it reminded me of. I was like, is this how they test cars? Because this block seems a little like small for that. Yeah, that's a thing though. Um, if you go to Disney, they have that test track ride, which uh, teaches you all about the industry and they have that whole little sec. That's what that whole ride's like supposed to be. So yeah, at this point, it's it the it's the Ponderosa, right? The car that they were talking about. It's a self-driving car. So in the car is Sadie, Catherine, Cyrus, and Elliot. I don't know if we really talked about Elliot much. Elliot's uh was he English? Yeah, he's English. He's another like guy who works for the company. I, I don't really know how to describe. I don't know what his specific role is. Where he's Cyrus, their chief counsel. He's like the legal. Okay. On where the Cyrus, situation. who we talked about earlier, he's a little bit more the like the person who's in charge of like the the specifics and details behind like the technology it's and like stuff the like that. Engineer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, like the head engineer designer. And this guy Elliot, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's in Kimmy Schmidt a bunch. I don't know if you guys yeah. watched that show. I did it early a, on, the first that. couple seasons. But uh, yeah, so the four of them are in the car, and to get it to start driving, Cyrus goes, "Oh baby, drive us around the block." So that's like their version of the Hey Siri or the Alexa. Yeah. So saying, oh, baby. <laughs> it's also just like the lyric to a like sync song from 1997. Oh, which one? I believe it's called Oh, Baby, Drive Me Around the Block. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, then they get into a conversation about how it's sexist to say, oh, baby, to get the car to drive because to call a girl baby. And he's like, well, who said that the car is a girl? And then the examples being used, well, all cars are girls. And then, you know, ain't she a beaut, things like that. And when all those examples are said, you th- think about it a little bit. And I was like, I guess cars are always referred to as female. See, I was cars, yes. No, everything, everything that, that people, a lot of like inanimate objects are, are female. Like we refer to our country as a woman. We refer to cars. We refer to boats. We refer to like guitars and, and so forth and so on. It's all feminine. Why is that? No idea. Is a self-moving car, though, no longer an inanimate object? It's an inanimate object. Uh, Kit was a man. It moves itself. Kit, you're right. Kit was a man, yeah. Voiced by Mr. Feeney. Really? You don't have to yell, Michael. I'm all around you. (laughs) 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 So, uh, yeah, so they start driving around, and as they're going down the street, you get this little cardboard family start to go across the street, and that's when the car recognizes it and is able to stop. So they're testing the AI in this self-moving car who was this for by the way like i know they're they're working on this now but like why make a car that can drive itself it just seems like so, oh are you drunk Tesla's, at the bar and you still we, want to get home they Good already thing the car works they exist Tesla's, already i was gonna say yeah. those exist and when right, but for who came though? out much like this they were driving into lakes and shit like, yeah right. yeah yeah the google car like i hit deal. somebody yeah like michael scott's gps goes right yeah. into a lake it just seems bad. It doesn't seem like I don't want a self-flying car, a plane rather, or a self-driving car. Like it's a little. It's. it's I want basic, someone there to hit the brakes. It's basically crude. You are there to hit the brakes. You can override it manually at any point in time. Yeah, you can. But then somebody gets too comfortable. Like I said, coming home from a bar and they're like, "I'm wasted. Go home." And well, then they're guess passed what? out then in the front seat. They're not going to get into an accident. You don't know that Gordon's because you don't. Right? No, that's the one fix to the overall problem of this whole episode. You just put a brake and say that's the only thing you yeah. need to work. If it still exactly. had a, this car has no brake and that's a problem. That's, and I have a Roomba, a weird, yeah, and Roombas are stupid. That's a weird feature of. <laughs> of the car is that it doesn't even have a brake. It should have brakes on both sides, like a driving school car, like uh, it's Pat. And also for <laughs> for like this big innovative self-driving car, like their big like 
presentation car. It's not that flashy looking of a car. It's like nothing special to look at if it was like on the road. What kind of money were they going to spend to design an actual car? Like, like That's what it is. That's what they have to do. You're designing a car that you're going to present no, to the world. For, for the, and oh, like for the this, TV yeah. show. Like, like the, uh, it looked like a Rolls company. Royce, didn't it? Yeah, I don't think of... it looked bad. I mean, like it looks like anything else, like a Honda or whatever. Yeah, it's just that like looked, a modern I just, I just, that car. looked awfully plain for what it what I would imagine the price point for this car to be when it when it hits market. We'll we look don't at know Tesla's. If that's the actual car too. That's just the test version. That probably wouldn't be what they'd show to the the people. Isn't that what they were going to show to the people though? I don't. I don't. Know. I, I assume that in case that gets nicked and and scratches and cracks, there must be a couple of them at least, right? Yeah, because if that thing doesn't work and you run over something or hit something or a fire hydrant, you still need the one that you can show as like a pristine car. And as this conversation within the car is happening, outside of it, we see Jack and he's talking to Wesley outside of the car, and they're just having a conversation. They're independent of everything that's going on. They just happen to also be at the test track for whatever reason. And Wesley's basically just talking more shit about Catherine and he's mentioning his grandfather again and saying how he wouldn't approve. And Jack's like, why is she Jewish? So this is like an, uh, this is <laughs> a, keep going a running it. joke. Yeah. About the grandfather. And as the conversation's like continuing, Jack's inching closer to the street and from inside the car, they have no way of stopping it because like the AI in the car doesn't like, it's just not responding. So he's, you hear, um, sorry, something like baby stop. Oh, baby stop. But uh, yelling baby stop. But, uh, yeah, it eventually hits Jack. The, the thing about this was. The car wasn't moving that fast. You know you're on the, the test track. And I understand it's like the, you know, they're just trying to get the story out there. But in what world, the way they presented it, would Jack have not seen this car coming? This is like an Austin Powers when he's like, stop. Oh. <laughs> he's 100 feet away. Yeah. Yeah. That was the only thing that really took me out of that scene was how is he unaware that this car is coming down the middle of the street of the test track that you happen to be standing in the middle of? I'm just mad when it hit him. His arms and legs and head didn't all pop off like the crash test dummies when we were kids. Because that would have made this scene so much more fun. I think then the show would have to be on HBO. That's true. So then, like, after the inevitable collision, uh, it, you know, it cuts to commercial there. And then when it comes back, we're seeing the aftermath. And Jack's just sitting on a bench icing himself. He said the impact wasn't that bad, so he's generally okay. And everyone's standing around, and Cyrus runs up explaining that he thinks he knows what happened. And he's seeing how the car identifies objects using machine learning. Well, the operative word is learning, and it still confuses dark tones with shadows. So occasionally, certain darker optics come off as not there. And then they ask him to specify, and he's like, like a black cat, or a dark blue car, or darker brown skin. Uh, I don't think we've mentioned it uh, at this point, but Jack is not a white man. So his darker brown skin apparently was not identified by this car's AI and just thought he was some <clears> sort of a shadow. And we get the world's first racist car that hits black people. Which is actually, yeah. my issue with that is he was wearing clothes. The clothes weren't black. So there was um, a webcam or a laptop that had a webcam in it that had this issue years ago. <clears throat> and the point of the webcam was it had motion tracking. So if you moved over to the right of the screen, the little camera would actually pan to the right and follow the subject but it wouldn't work with people with darker skin and they basically could not fix it and just removed it from everything and never used it again like wow. it's un yeah. unfixable 
Yeah. What's weird to me this too is like it's a very business thing where it's like you can't make an omelet without cracking a few eggs. So they're like even if it didn't hit people of color who were actual people, they were also fine with this self-driving car running over cats and hitting <laughs> blue cars, which I feel like is also a huge yeah. problem before you go to market. Yeah, like how much like yeah, cuz later on they talk about well, why didn't you test it more? And it's like, well, all the cardboard cutouts are just white people, but yeah. If it if it can't identify like a blue car, then yeah, they, they have a that's world a of problem. Problems. Yeah, that's lawsuits. I guess just don't buy a blue car. And I like also at this point when they realize that this car is racist. Uh, Wesley goes, "What would Ewell Payne have said if he uh, saw that we designed the first racist car?" And <laughs> well done. Like, well done, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so matter of fact, I love what Dory's talking about how because of her dark skin, the um, soap dispenser doesn't pick up on. Her. <laughs> yes. and like, well, that's not an automatic soap dispenser. <laughs> yeah, you have to button. actually use your hands for that. <laughs> She's like, "Well, I've been bringing my own soap in for a while, and I." like it (laughs) (laughs) the soap dispensers are push button (laughs) that's so fucking great Um, as opposed to the fun soap dispensers we got to do this to them and for an audio podcast you're doing what oh i'm jerking off the dispenser and then it shoots out the white soap and then no matter how old you are you go (laughs) and then you wash your hands like an adult so as they're finding out all these things about the shadows and how the car's not registering the ai properly captain's like how are you just figuring this out now in the pharmaceutical industry we would test products before they announced it and West is like, didn't stop all those babies from being born without heads. And she's like, they had heads. They just weren't attached to their bodies. <laughs> and you're like, what? Mm. Big Pharma is terrifying. It's funny, though, because like that's like a one-off joke. And like other shows have done this, too, where the joke is so much darker than the way it's presented that you don't understand the weight of what was just said because it's like yeah, a quick one-off right. line. But I feel like, does that mean the head came off during the birth? Or otherwise, I imagine an ultrasound would be able to notice that you're like, you're having twins, I think. Oh, no, no, you're not. That's something totally different. <laughs> was that a real thing or not? I hope not. I, I hope <laughs> not. Yeah, I'm hoping that they wouldn't make light of something that horrifying. Yeah, that was like a real thing. I think it would be a really poor taste to bring up. Although, you know, pharmaceutical companies have come a long way, but they had to start somewhere. So I wouldn't be surprised if in the beginning of drug testing that this was something that happened or at least something equally as morbid. Wasn't there a pharmaceutical company? It was something with like babies being born with like holes in their hearts from it. I'm sure. Yeah, there's all sorts of stuff. I mean, like you find out. I mean, like there's always the thing, too, is we always go into things with the best of intentions and then find out that they can maybe do bad things for you. And that's a lot of even just medicine you take when you are pregnant. Unless you're Bear, who knowingly sold AIDS contaminated drugs to third world countries because they still had to get rid of them and are still an active company today somehow Wait, AIDS the drugs were AIDS contaminated so yeah there was some sort of vaccine or whatever and they were, had been contaminated with AIDS and couldn't sell them in the European American markets so knowing that they were contaminated with AIDS sent them to third world countries and still allowed them to be used and they ended up it settled like not too long ago for like billions of dollars but all they did was pay and they just keep going like it's insane yeah what company bear Bear. like bear aspirin i had to just get a very specialized medication thing that i've never heard of before and it's from bear and it's bear australia and now i'm like this is too many things in one episode we're talking about (laughs) i'm very worried about taking these pills tonight so i guess that they're the only thing i could kind of find was a german drug firm issued an apology over birth defects tied to thalidomide which caused yeah dolomite uh which caused uh thousands of babies to be born with shortened arms and legs or no limbs at all and uh this is literally in we didn't start the fire it's children of thalidomide oh is that what the word is oh okay watergate punk rock there it is 
Okay, so yeah, that's the only thing that I could see when I when I did a rudimentary Google search was from one William the Dole. Light, the well, anyways, the Lidomide. <laughs> the Lidomide. As they continue to talk about this racist car, this is when they're like, "Well, we need to present something." This is big presentation for the car later in the in the evening. Which I don't understand why they can't just cancel it and say like, "Hey, something happened," like with technical difficulties, but whatever. Because it would probably affect the stock. That would make sense. Yeah. So, um, that's true. That it could be a stock thing because they do check. Like that they're later. worried about yeah. If you're going to announce a new car and then you don't, your stock will plummet yeah. immediately. So like we have to announce something, and that's when it comes up. Like, well, we never said that it was going to be a self-driving car. That was the announcement. So they don't know what we're going to say. So let's just find something else to do, and then we can make that the presentation. You know what I would have done? I would have faked it. I would have had a self-driving car that didn't really drive itself, and I would have drove around and be like, yeah, that did it. Yeah, I mean, time. honestly, when you flash forward to later in the episode, the actual presentation, it's not like they take the car for a spin. It's just like on like one of those you know rotators so you can see the car. So you can just announce it does all this stuff, and then if it's not ready, it's not ready. It later. The entire second half of this episode is the episode of The Simpsons where Homer invents the car, like the Homer. Yes. That's exactly what this whole thing is with Unky Herb. Like it's <laughs> to a T and then exactly it's spinning around and it's a nightmare. Like it's so funny how much I was like, this is literally just that Simpsons episode. Simpsons did it. <laughs> so yeah, so they find out at this point they have about six hours until the presentation and they have to think of a new innovative feature. And then Catherine's like, I'm sure uh, nothing will be as innovative and exciting as the Clansmobile over there but uh, you know <laughs> but let's not let the perfect be the enemy of the good she then um invites jack to come upstairs with them to get like his perspective and since the car just essentially created a hate crime i immediately thought of the goods which is another car movie or the opening scene he's <laughs> just like we've all just we've all just participated in a hate crime and the goods is a great movie is a great movie. I'm also surprised nothing came up with like Jack threatening to sue them because he just got hit by a car. Well, they just upgraded him to an office position. I think he probably thought better of it, t- right? Not at the time. Not yet, not yet. But uh, yeah, and, uh, and I want to mention before we move on, actually, the scene ends with uh, Dory asking, hey, tell me this. Would the car also hit a white person if they were in blackface? <laughs> blackface. And he's like, uh, probably. And like everyone cheers. Like, the <laughs> yeah. Silver <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yeah, right on. Lead with that. <laughs> so in the next scene, we see Sadie and Cyrus. Uh, they're walking through the building, and Cyrus is complaining that everyone is blaming him for the systematic racism and is also asking him, a black guy, to fix systematic racism. And Sadie's like, well, at least you're not being forced to work with someone that you had sex with. And that's when um, Cyrus is like, oh, like the, you know, this is when he finds out that she had slept with Jack. And she's like, I've never even flirted with coworkers before. Like the one time I make a mistake and I'm stuck with it forever, like herpes. And he's like, a lot of people have herpes. It's not a big deal anymore. And she's like, what? No, I don't have herpes. He's like, well, who'd you get it from? My favorite herpes, herpes joke. One of my favorite jokes I've ever written. Why would you want herpes when you could have your own peas? Peas are very inexpensive. You can just go buy peas on your own. <laughs> it's like the joest joke ever. And I, like I love how you wrote it down too. I get to use it. I don't write that down. That's just mine, baby. That's classic Joe. And now someone's going to steal it when they hear this podcast and they're going to get a Comedy Central deal out of it. Nobody wants that. I would, <laughs> I would love probably nothing not, more. No, but my joke is fantastic. I would love nothing more to see like a new Netflix, uh, Netflix special for some comedian and they just tell that one joke and leave. 
<laughs> it's like 40 seconds long. And if that bothers you, then you're the problem, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's that, and then just a bunch of 9-11 jokes. We're like, guys, I think we have a problem. Get my lawyer on the phone. So now um, we cut to the, uh, another meeting upstairs, and everyone's upstairs now, and they're trying to figure out the new feature this car can have. Uh, starts with Dory at, presenting like the idea of a car with two horns, like a, uh, a happier horn and an angry horn, depending on what you need it for. Which I don't hate, I by the way. That. I it's like that idea. idea. Yeah. It's not the worst idea. A thank you horn and a fuck you horn. That's because if you, you ever had an opportunity, yeah. like a situation where you needed to honk at someone, but you don't want to come off aggressive. That's when you like, give the two quick ones. You go beep beep instead yeah. of Yeah, beep. that's that's yeah. somebody didn't notice the light turned green and they're not moving in traffic and you don't want them to come out of the car and start shooting at you. You need the little like beep beep. Hey, just letting you know, bud, there's a light change. Oh, no, that's a. <laughs> yeah, I'm with Ferg on that. That's a that's a. I'm, not, like that, I'm not that angry about that. The stuff. world's too wily now. You got to be careful. You don't want to be too aggressive because someone might like, pop up Get out of your car. I'll hit you with mine. Exactly, Gordo. All okay, right. so now that we can <laughs> identify the two Gordo going for two revoked licenses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How am I going to be the one with the revoked license if you're coming out of your car trying to hit me? Excuse me. Sorry. Self defense. Self defense, <laughs> baby. But yeah. So like, I don't know that. Yeah, that wasn't the worst idea. What about you guys? Like, would you guys think of, in this moment when this was all coming up, did you guys think of something that you wish your car could do that you would add as a feature? I put a gun <laughs> on my car. Oh, it's like another Batmobile scenario. I feel like we've just described. Well, you know, the like Batmobile you have the lot. like a like a Mazda. They have the little hood ornaments. It's kind of like a bomber. You know, you could just be like, you know, it could the be right a water answer. gun. I didn't say it had to be a gun gun. It could be like a water gun. Honestly, I, I like got the I gun. got the backup camera in mine, and that's so common now. But I'm happier than a pig and shit with it. So you don't have to go too crazy to impress me. I got my, my car bef- a year before they became standard with backup ca- cameras, so I don't have one, and it bums me out all the time. <laughs> I don't I, think. I I'd buy a car. I do enjoy having one. one now. Yeah. The car I just got a couple months ago is the first time I've had one. But now that cars have those, a new feature should be some way to use the bathroom. That yeah, is the dream feature bomb. in a car. It's, it's called just, It's bomb. not practical enough because, I mean, who's driving that much that you can't Tr- pull truckers. over and go to the. They That astronaut lady who had to wear diapers the entire drive because she refused to stop a couple years ago. Remember that? I do remember that. Personal problem. Well, I mean, she could have stopped, and she chose diapers. She found a solution. It's just I would much rather be able to. I don't ever try to pee in a beer can in a car. It's very hard. In a beer can? No, you'll cut yourself. (laughs) Well, that's the problem. That's why it's hard. You use twenty? No, you use like a five-gallon, um, like water jug. Like truckers do it. They use that. If you have one in the car, that's an empty five-gallon jug in their backseat. You know what I wish would would come around more, though? Wise has kind of tried to do it. It doesn't really work well. But open communication with other drivers would be cool. Like, getting information from up ahead of you. Like, you know, you can just say, hey, I've been sitting in traffic for 25 minutes now. Waze does that. I know. It doesn't... Nobody actually uses it, though. Doesn't Teslas... Aren't you able to talk to other Teslas? Not to keep bringing them up, but, like, I think that that is a function that you can, like, set, like, that's not very helpful though if there's like 20 of them and there's one not one anywhere near you that's what i thought nick meant was like i thought nick meant like an intercom system from car to car and all i can think of is how terrible that would be if yeah go fuck yourself (laughs) (laughs) hey fuck face it's a green light Well, I mean, that's I just basically what ham radio was. Or not ham radio, but like... Um, CB. CB radio, rather, in car, right? Smoky, smoky. Breaker, Everyone breaker. would record them, and it would make for the best YouTube videos, though. I'd be going... <laughs> <laughs> 
But no, that's why people would turn it off because they wouldn't want to be like they'd know your license plate. They would know you as like a menace on the road and just not want to deal with you. Like Gordon's like driving around anyways. with a license plate that just reads fart, and they all know it's him. But uh, to go back though, when I was thinking about features, I guess like my mind was like thinking more like the old like pimp my ride episodes and the stupid shit that they put in those cars, like hot tubs and bars and shit. Like I know you like to drink coffee, so we put an espresso That's machine. That's exactly in your car. what I was thinking of yeah. with the coffee maker and the fucking yeah. cup holder. This is the dumbest shit ever. As you drive by forty uh, drive-through coffee we, shops, you put like, an N sixty four in your car. It's like yeah, but I can't play N sixty four while I'm driving. So, so pull over. Great. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> And also, oh, yeah. no, I'm sure there are people who crash their cars daily because they're on their phone playing games or something. Yeah, you know what I, I mean, mean I'm, I'm sure, sure if I if I gave myself like more time to really think about it, I would I could think of like actual more features. But some of the newer things that have like like we said, like the backup camera and like Bluetooth being so readily available in cars now, and we don't need those fake cassette play uh, the fake cassettes to like get your CDs to work and all those things. We've come a long way in a short amount of time. I know we like surprises on this show, so it's all like organic. But something like that, can you prepare us for so I can have really good answers? I'll, I'll send you guys. Yeah, I'll, I'll, next time I'll send you guys a list a quiz. of questions. Yeah, <laughs> I would like a cheese it dispenser and a toilet to sit on while I eat the cheese its. That would be the <laughs> ideal situation for me. You should just be able to pull back like the dry, like a like similar to like a sunroof. You should be able to do that with your with your seat and have it just go right down like a plane, like a flat <laughs> car, just dropping a dropping a deuce like. Well, I don't want to look out and see someone shitting next to me. <laughs> hold on. You Wait a minute. Ba- you well, hold wouldn't. on. Backtrack. Like a plane? Do you think that's what happened when you go to the bathroom on a plane? <laughs> yes. You think it just gets jettisoned into the sky? That's not what happens. That only happens on Dave Matthews Band's tour bus. <laughs> <laughs> Satellite. <laughs> You mean that doesn't happen? No, it goes into a gray tank. They have to empty it when they land. Yeah, I don't know. Joe Dirt <laughs> you really the just firing dookies out the back of a fucking plane when they're flying. Yeah. <laughs> we live across from an airport. You've never gotten hit by a shit Who's, from the sky. Guess what? You can't go and do anything while you're taking off or landing. Yeah, that's that's why you've never been hit by shit in your life from an airplane. To be fair, though, I'm sure that like if you're a flight attendant and you have to pee, you'll go to the bathroom when you're at takeoff or landing because you're just like, you know what's I've going on. I've been pooping while landing before. I couldn't wait. Poor Gordo. What if he was outside at the time? I can't <laughs> believe. I feel like we're not making a big enough deal about the fact that Gordo was 36 <laughs> years old and just found out that poop doesn't fly out of the plane when you flush. <laughs> he just assumes there's a hole at the bottom of the plane. I just figured that it just went like, poop, poop, like one of those. like, you know, like went, If it went that way, it would suck your butthole out of your butt. <laughs> <laughs> it would. The no, cabin it because it gets dropped to a little thing and then it just kind of whole, like when you're over the ocean it just goes bloop and it feeds the fish the whole cabin would lose pressure as soon as like the oh, hole opened up no it wouldn't if you if it dropped to like a like a like a think of like a missile right you'd launch a we missile we know into what a you're thing. saying gordo we're just telling you it's not possible i thought you were gonna say we know what a missile is gordo <laughs> And like, if this was true, like, imagine the flyover states, like people in like Nebraska and Iowa just constantly well, getting. What? They have crops. They need manure. <laughs> guess what? I think we're on to something here. Paulie Shore is just farming. He just gets hit by a big piece of shit in the face. Thank God I'm a country boy, buddy. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, if you're doing it over the ocean, fish will eat it or plankton. I mean, also, over- too, like, you're, you're flying at 30,000 feet, okay? 
it's a piece of shit isn't that big, but it's at terminal velocity probably by the time <laughs> it hits the yeah. ground. So that would hurt. I also like we're doing a modern sitcom about cars and Gorda found out a way to use the word plankton in the episode. <laughs> I never would have fucking guessed that was coming. It's like when you reference plankton, Gordo, I love the way your brain works. It is fascinating to me. That shit would <laughs> Thank freeze you. and kill somebody. Nick's right. Imagine being at that wake and like <laughs> oh. finding out how the person died. <laughs> <laughs> he was farming, doing what he loved. Man, call, what this, ha- call this my video, Will. If I die that way, don't plan a wake for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would like to think that we'd all be invited to Polly Shore's oh, man. That would be kind of awesome. Did you hear what happened to Greg? <laughs> God, frozen Poor Greg. Froze, frozen shit from 30,000 feet <laughs> impaled him the worst thing about that is by the time the paramedics and the fire department come it's no longer frozen and that's just a way worse scenario you know it's gonna it's just gonna be like it's poop again <laughs> the, the coroner yep it's poop again that's the day the coroner quits his job he's like one day to retirement he's been on the job for 40 years and they're like you gotta sort out what is the hip bone from the leg bone in this pile of shit and he's like fuck it or fuck in Gordo's world quit. he quits I'm because it's like it. the 400th time it's happened yeah. <laughs> also you said it would be good for the plants on the farms there's also peeing that which would kill the plants (laughs) i like how i like how ferg needed like facts to prove why this is a bad idea like just just, like the common sense of it (laughs) i'm like this is turning into an actual town hall debate (laughs) pro or anti whether this would be good for is that why you thought you're not supposed to flush paper towels what (laughs) on a plane no i i I mean i don't flush paper towels i just flush the toilet paper just oh, I got confused. I was like, are you not supposed to flush the toilet paper? What do you do with that? Like, bring it back to the seat and put it in a little trash bag? <laughs> just push it up against the window. <laughs> you don't Ew. stuff it in the, uh, the, the, the trash? I mean, Okay, we're going to move on from this, okay? <laughs> All right, so anyways, as they're going over ways that they can be innovative and think of cool things and features for the car... This is when Jack finally interrupts them and he's like, listen, guys, you guys are overthinking all of this. I drive cars because it's cool. Like, I'm just a regular dude. I like to drive. I don't understand why you guys want self-driving cars. I like to drive. That's the fun of having a car. And as he's saying all this, Sadie's like, ooh, sounds like someone's cuckoo for car nuts. And he's like, you like cars just as much as I do. It's like, what? No, what are you saying? And he's like, well, you have Ferrari bed sheets and your shower heads that shaped like a fuel nozzle. And then everyone realizes Jack's been at Sadie's house. So you get a lot of the ooh. Whoa. And the this fuel ob- nozzle shower head seems less efficient than like they they make 10,000 kinds of shower heads now. And anytime you go anywhere where there's one newer than you have, you're like, oh, my God, we all I the want pinnacle of science. All I, I want awesome. It rains. It makes the rain one. It's huge. Yeah, I don't I like I don't like that. I, I like I like high water pressure. I want like my skin to be able to come off because the water is hitting me so hard. Mine does both. But hers is shaped like a fuel nozzle. I mean, that's just going to be one very thick, very hard. It's like a hose. Yeah. Shooting. <laughs> but um but yeah all uh, as this is happening i'm thinking like so this exposes the fact that the two of them have been together right so this is the big realization this would have all been avoided if she didn't fire a shot at him for liking cars because she was so worried she's trying to be like on the good graces of Catherine. so now that someone's showing interest in cars she's trying to counter and be like "Ooh, look at the car geek even though that's you know who she is no, that's true. I mean, I would also think that maybe they, they missed a golden opportunity to have her sleep in a car bed. <laughs> yes. Although we and haven't. Then we can play we Can I Borrow seen... a Feeling and have the greatest TV episode of all yeah, time. Yeah, we haven't <laughs> seen her apartment yet, so who knows? And uh, Let Arby's worry about it. And that's Arby. when um, Wesley's like, Sexy Sadie, new nickname, boom. Uh, I'm the best at nicknames. 
I do love that they give him a little more to do in this. Like, his scenes coming up through the rest of the episode really cement his character. <laughs> Catherine's like, okay, listen, Rob's it all in. So, like, in Pharma, you know, she starts talking about, like, say the patent on your big pain pill is about to expire. Well, constipated people get pain, too. So you mix a little poop meds with a little of your pain pill. Next thing you know, Rasputinol is making $1.6 billion. Of the name Rasputinol. <laughs> to which he immediately says, I used to snort Rasputinol. <laughs> and she's like, Every- everyone did. That's why it grossed $1.6 billion. And I actually really like that. I like that. It's a great joke. Yeah, like, you know, these people in, you know, this big corporate, even within a meeting, are just being very real in the situation. Like, listen, we know why this made this much money. It's kind of crazy to think that those kind of people exist and they can car- like compartmentalize that sort of stuff where it's like, oh, well, yeah, we understand we were making this terrible thing, but like, I mean, it was business. It's insane that people have that capability. And basically, the moral of this whole story is essentially, let's just combine things that make something new. So let's just take all the best parts of all different cars. And like, oh, yeah, like an all-star team. Or like the Avengers. And she's like, yeah, I don't know why we need more than one metaphor here. And Ellie's like, oh, Frankenstein. Like, <laughs> It just keeps going. So, this is good, too. I was surprised by this, so I don't know if you guys have been following much of the music news in the past six to eight months or whatever, but there's been, like, a huge rash of these, like, sort of legacy artists selling their entire catalogs for tons of money. Like, Springsteen did it. Yeah, we've discussed um, it. Yeah, we've show. talked about oh, it. We've talked yeah. about it, yeah. But, like, they now cut to a Springsteen song here, like, Dylan, all these people did it. They play Working on the Highway, which I it's always kind of weird and jarring when they play a real song on a show, because you know they had to license it for a ton of money, and that always screws people over later on when they want to, like, re-release it or do reruns. But this is, like, a month before he sold his catalog, which would have made this way cheaper. I just found it kind of interesting that they, like, they believed in this show enough to pay Springsteen money for a song. And it works. I mean, it's a song about cars and 80s Springsteen is, you know, automotive industry worker guy. Yeah, that persona. actually, what you're talking about reminds me of, the, like, listening to the Office Ladies podcast that um, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey do about The Office. They were talking about the, the there was an episode where Michael talks about the tickets he bought for Sandals, I think, is the one where he sings Two Tickets to Paradise. Yeah. And he just sings that one line. But they had to pay for the song for him to sing the one line. And it was like $15,000 just for him to sing one line of a song with no music attached. Eddie Money makes $15,000 because he says, pack your bags, we're leaving day after tomorrow. <laughs> like, what a perfect world to be R. in. R.I.P. Eddie Money. that didn't even fall under, like, parody. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think you're, I mean, there. I know look, we're not experts in this stuff, but like, I think you could, like, if we wanted to pick a regular person's song and play it on an episode, I think there's like an amount of time you can play it before it becomes an issue. And then and you have very to pull short. it off. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Very, very short though. It's like 10 seconds at most. No, I think it would get copyright claimed that if we were making money, we'd owe it to them. But I think the copyright so claim you, is only after works. a certain amount of time though. Yes. I think you get like five to 10 seconds or something where they can't claim you. No, but. Bro? No, well, you don't get anything. It's, it's publishing somebody rights. else's property. Yeah, it, yeah, you can't do anything on. You can get there. You can. It's all the thing about it is it's all individual. So if we went up to like a an artist and I said, "Hey, can we play your music on our show?" and they say yes, we can do it. But we can't just steal it and play it anytime it plays. It's to this is considered a audience because other people are listening to us, whether or not they do or they know. Which is why it's awful when you watch old wrestling and you just have to get the like weird like the yeah. fake versions of songs. They get that, fake yeah. versions yeah, of songs guitar, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, but that that's, yeah, we wouldn't be able to do that. But in any event, uh, the next scene is when everyone goes down to the parking lot. And the idea now is we're going to just steal 
parts of cars off of all of the employees' cars and create this Franken car that's going to be the dream car. All the coolest parts of all the cars we see. This is my favorite part of the episode. Are we under the assumption that because they all work for Pain Motors that all of these cars are also Pain Motor cars? No. That was was an issue I had with this. Because that's another legality thing. Speaking of copyright claims. You can't take... Yeah. (laughs) So... Not every person in that uh, parking lot is going to be driving a pain car. It's just not going to be the reality of the situation. Additionally, there's the factory downstairs. They should have the parts for all the different cars. That's true. You shouldn't so, like, have to this take whole them scene off. Yeah, doesn't but that need... defeats the purpose of taking the best parts of every car. Yeah, but you can't I... like be like the new pain Ponderosa featuring BMW tires. Like it doesn't. You can't do that. Yeah, but it's just for the presentation. They, I'm sure, would manufacture their own cars once they put it into. Mass. I don't know. I just felt like for this scene, like a lot of logic, you have to just ignore. You gotta, you gotta walk away from a bit of it. Yeah. Because yeah, it could I, have easily been constructed, yeah, in the factory with all the various parts to every vehicle that they create. I, I figured that they, they were just destroying people's cars. I wasn't yeah. even focusing mm. on that detail. Yeah. I figured that they would just go to like a storeroom and be like, here's this like 1930s like bumper. And here is like this like one time we tried to make a muscle car. Like that's what yeah. I figured. So we're seeing them like taking side view mirrors and spoilers and bumpers and all of that. But I think the very best part of this whole thing, the part that legitimately took me off guard and had me laughing was Elliot breaks into the car and opens the door. And when he opens it, there's just a kid asleep in the back seat. And I just did not see that coming at all. And they cut to him again a couple times still being there. It has halted all of his progress because he keeps being like, anybody? Anybody will help? <laughs> we have a child here. here. Yeah, that was the first time that episode made me really laugh. Like <laughs> that, that was killing me. And uh, there's also a part where Wesley finds this jacket in a car that he really likes, and Sadie's telling him you can't just steal it. But you can't just steal someone you work with is dry cleaning. Yeah, and and she walks away, and he's like makes it look like he's gonna put it he's back still in the car, steal but it, yeah. yeah, he's gonna steal it. And as they're taking these parts, they're also going into like the factory and handing them to like Jack, and Jack's kind of getting the car ready, he's painting parts and welding things together. And so as they're taking parts off of all these cars, this they're assembling it like in live time, just trying to get everything ready because they only have a few hours to spare. And uh, I think like the end of that whole montage is when Catherine's like taking hubcaps from the car, like, but the guy who owns the car walks up and catches her. She's like, it's fine. I'm the new CEO. And, but, but she's also matter of fact about it. Cause she, he's like, what are you doing? He's, he doesn't like hide anything. She's like, I'm stealing your hubcaps. Like she just very affront to him about it. She's like, I'm just stealing your hubcaps. Here was the thing about this though, right? We're creating the cool car with like your favorite parts of every car. Yeah. You ain't I'm not, hubcaps. I'm not a big car guy, <laughs> but my dream car does not have hubcaps. No. Some nice rims. I think that just spinners. shows you how detached she is from right, the automotive she industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, these are cool. Do you know what kind of hubcaps I love, though? You know, in like every 80s cop movie or whatever, like the cop cars have hubcaps that are just one giant circle of steel. And they're like, they're no. way too big. I'm going to pull up a picture and you'll know exactly they're what I mean. They're very plain. Yeah, but they're like yeah. unnecessary because they're just a mean. circle of steel. Like, it, they, I love them because they're so not they're like superfluous like why would you even do that they have to be strong enough in case uh they, they they're hitting a perps car to hit them off the road but not lose their car too well they have to make sure when they go over whatever hill in a chase and come down 20 feet that when they get shot off it looks perfect <laughs> on camera but uh yeah so post montage we cut to the scene of jack working on the car with sadie well, Sadie walks in while he's working on it, rather, and he asks her if, you know, she can help him out with something. So she's just kind of, there's a lot of awkward tension there because the last time that they communicated was him telling everyone that they slept together inadvertently. 
but to get this project done, she's helping. So she's holding the bumper up for him. And as he's bolting it in, he takes a second to like apologize for everything. And it was a very honest apology. And she accepts. And they just kind of have this quick moment where they're looking at each other. And that's when Catherine walks in and they separate like they just got caught, like, you know, making out or something. And Catherine's like, um, it should go without saying, but don't bang in here, okay? And they're like, wait, whoa, 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 <laughs> what? And she's like, no, you can bang in here later. I'm not, it's not a problem for me. It's just, you know, the show's, in, the show's in an hour. So no banging right now. Yeah, I'm not a prude. I just love that she's like, it's fine. I'm not a prude. And like, doesn't this like say so much about who Catherine is and like how much Sadie's been so paranoid around her and Catherine could give a fuck. She's just very like, I'm just trying to make money in this company. I don't care what you do, what you like, but like all this paranoia about presenting herself a certain way and hiding her love of cars. It's really all pointless. She doesn't care what you do. You can fuck this dude right in the garage. I don't care. I just, I care about getting work done. Yeah. After like do this at 5 PM when we're done. Yeah. And after that is the big presentation. So it starts with Wesley addressing the crowd and he's wearing the jacket that he stole. <laughs> I love that he's wearing the stolen jacket so much. What a great touch. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice. This and, is uh, the first scene that made me like, I lost it. Well, he's talking. Well, so like first you see um, as he's talking, everyone's in the back together and they're talking about the car. But by the way, everyone's talking about the car. It's very clear that it's an extremely ugly car. <laughs> And Cyrus says, it looks like something Bjork would drive into the Oscars, which I thought perfect, right? Just saying that, like, creates such a visual, but I think- You know exactly what that means. But I think you have to be within a certain age time frame, right? Like, I feel like people younger than us, like, we're in our mid-30s. I feel like people, like, even five to ten years younger than us have no idea what that means, probably. Yeah, I don't know if Bjork uh, resonates with the younger audience at this point. And then he goes, uh, scratch that. It looks like if Bjork were to drive to the Oscars and got into a head-on collision with Blossom on the way to prom- and then the car was resembled by a blind villager from a tribe that has never seen technology and a spider on LSD who also had bad taste. <laughs> who also had bad taste. <laughs> <laughs> good like, writing. Well, at least it's not racist. And that's, then, that is some very great descriptive writing. And I imagine that was like one of the funnest moments of writing. Oh, yeah. Show. They were all, all yeah, of them in a room the, trying to figure out this monologue. And uh, we're cutting back to Wesley, who's doing the presentation to the actual crowd while they're all talking, you know, behind the curtain. And he goes, a number of you might be wondering why the board put this woman in charge when pains have been running the pains motors successfully for over 100 years. Thank <laughs> Just you. walks away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a great little like. He is still pissed off about this moment because they yeah. don't touch on that for the last 10 minutes of the episode or whatever. Like, I'm glad they like throw it back at you. I can't yeah. believe you guys don't see Andy. No, I don't. I really don't. But you I know what it is? See... For, but I, I mean, maybe it's... if I look at it again later. Yeah. It, for Actually, and to go back when you first said Andy, like in the beginning, I thought you meant Andy Dwyer from Parks and Rec. And I'm like, not at all. No. <laughs> but, um, but no, I think it's because you don't remember him from Superstore that well. Maybe. I think I, I think if you remembered his character clear, you would see how I, I, rem- I remember him now. He was just, he was he wasn't a main character. So no, he, he was like he, he as he was, like, was his supporting cast. He's on yeah. it for a long time. As the seasons went through, he got more and more though. They definitely took a liking to him and started using him a little bit more. He never had any like major major storylines other than like when Mateo was gone, like when Ice came and got him, like he was staying with Mateo's like aunt or whatever. But anyways, back to this show. Uh, Catherine gets up and presents the car, but not before making it known that it was developed before she actually started with the company. They also play a techno version of Born to be Wild, and there were breakdancers. Like, nothing makes any sense at all. I loved that. The people in, like, the motion capture suits. (laughs) They're doing breakdancing with b-boy moves. I don't like that there was no payoff to her not knowing electronics. It's just she guessed and it all worked. Well, there's a lot of, oh, yeah, oh, with her, yeah. 
they kind of just shoved her off. They gave her that, like, take care of the lights, and then it never really got addressed I, again. I would have yeah. liked if it worked at first, and when she was like, oh, good, thanks, Jesus, and <laughs> like, like, just, like, shocks or something, or <laughs> anything, like... Yeah, I, I like, feel like there's probably, like, a deleted scene that didn't make it in the episode because of time or something that they had yeah. more fun. Because they, they invested too much in having her in charge of it to not have a payoff. Yeah. Like the scene in Forrest Gump where he's giving the speech about what Vietnam is like and the microphone's not working. And it somehow <laughs> just ends up working out. Like, I can see them doing something like that here and it would have worked. And then during this breakdance, Steppenwolf big presentation, which is just building expectations, the curtain comes down and we see the car. And can you guys describe what we're looking at? It is the Homer from The, the Homer. Simpsons. They did a really good job of making this truly ugly. I got a magic school bus vibe, but when it turns into a rocket ship. Oh my god, that's perfect. Yeah, that's so weirdly right on. <laughs> yeah, it was it was like kind of a wagon and it was so it was this like red, not quite van, not quite station wagony car. And obviously the Conversion. parts don't, yeah, the parts don't fit properly. Like it's not fluent. It's, it's just a train wreck. What do they call SUVs now? What's the proper term they use instead? Oh, SUVs. Yeah, SUVs still a thing. <laughs> no, but they use a different thing now where it's like a marketing term where it's like they don't want to call it an SUV because SUV makes you think of gas being expensive. They call them like not conversion, but something like that. Sports utility vehicles? No, Gordo, it's not that. It'll come to me. I hate you people so much. Sometimes. Well, we can't think of it because it's not real. So God it's damn it. <laughs> I'm going to look this up. I know what you're talking about. I, I can't think of it either. He, he is right. They call them like um, crossovers. 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 Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. they changed the name because, again, it was like a perfect thing to this show. They found that market research made people think that SUVs meant you're going to have a huge gas bill for the car. I just filled up my SUV little, today. Little I was going to say, which I filled up the car yesterday and it was gonna... not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see a correlation to SUV and gas. I, don't, I mean, I know they do, but I don't know why the name would... But, uh, it's not because like SUVs it's, yeah. are just bigger. Yeah, it's nothing bad that, about yeah. them, but they're just trying to give it a fresher new name because of connotation over the years. It's not like there's anything bad about SUVs. So they're just rebranding? Yes, Basically, exactly. yeah. Because when you yeah. think of a Chevy Tahoe, you think of a $100 gas bill when gas is super you. expensive, you know? I mean, like, three of the five of us drive SUVs. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, in this area, it's very common. Very necessary in New England. And Joe lives in Canada now, so it's only a matter of time until they get an SUV. <laughs> eh? Yeah. Fucking hosers. Go just riding around on his moose all day. <laughs> I wish I could be Dudley do right. And uh I'd be Dudley Poo right. All right, there <laughs> it is. Okay. Anyways, yeah. So <laughs> Catherine starts talking to the crowd and she's trying to make this presentation salvageable, but you know, she she really has nothing. The car is just like a piece of crap. And she tells them like it was inspiring. Uh no, she says that it was inspired by the platypus, and she just keeps <laughs> talking about platypus for like a while. Uh, I'm sorry, I have to cut myself off. What's the plural for platypus? I was just going to say, is it platypi? I thought it might be, but I didn't want to just take a wild shot at that one. I think it's uh, platypi. I, I believe it's, it's platypussy. <laughs> Gordo, at the same time we did, I'm so glad. Gordo. Okay. It is platypuses. <laughs> it's platypuses? <Yes>. Some, <laughs> English, some English speakers use platypi as the plural for platypus, but that is far less common than platypuses. <laughs> not, not this english speaker anymore platypussies all the way all right um so as she's talking uh you cut to jack and sadie watching her from like the crowd 
And Jack says, well, at least he got to design his own car. And Sadie's like, yeah, sure. Who would want to design their own car? And that's like when the light bulb turned on and she gets on the stage and Catherine goes to announce her. And I mentioned this way earlier, but she doesn't remember Catherine's job title or even her last name. She's like, it's Sadie, uh, CEO. Director of, uh, I thought that was a really well delivered line too. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. And and, um, dating back to us not knowing. (laughs) Yes. That's why we don't know. It was never really clearly said. And and this is when Sadie gets up and she basically just says, you know, just wanted to say we knew it would be challenging to create the world's first ever modular customizable vehicle where the buyer chooses the parts themselves because with everyone, when everyone gets to design their own car, sometimes it'll come out great and sometimes it'll come out like this. So it was a clever spin to make it like, look, we intentionally made it look bad to show you that, you know, when everyone gets a, you know, their turn at things, it doesn't always turn out perfect. And build your own car. But yeah, essentially now they're going to be doing build your own cars, which I can only imagine is super, super expensive endeavor, uh, endeavor to do, but a good pivot uh, compared to what they were about to display. It's a there. good pivot though. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's some good thinking on your feet right there because there's no other way to turn out of that without spinning out. And then Catherine takes the microphone right back from her and tries spinning it and tries to like make it like about how like America is a, a melting pot. <laughs> But also internationally, <laughs> she just can't not. And uh, Born to Be Wild starts playing again. We get like three people clapping. Like, uh, okay, I guess this is what we came here for. And then the people start dancing, break dancing. Yeah, we get again. the break dancers back again. And then after that, it's the next scene is everyone's like sitting in like kind of the lobby area after hours. Like, so everyone's gone, lights are out, and everyone's just sitting there drinking and talking about what happened. And Wesley's like, resign, resign. <laughs> Still wearing the jacket. Yeah. he. <laughs> I guess he got a little liquid courage in him at that point. He's playful about it, but he's not hiding <laughs> that he wants Catherine out. And then Catherine starts talking about how in Big Pharma, you don't start with boner pills. You start with hypertension and then you move your way up to boners. So, um, you know, like, so, you know, this is only my first new project. We're not, we're not trying to start with the, with our biggest hit. We're, we're going to work our way up there. She's also in no way to blame because that was a project from before she came on. Yeah, it's legitimately not her problem. Yeah. Yeah, but everything rolls down to you, right? When you're the CEO. Even you'll, if you'll still take the fall. Yeah, you're still be, taking the fall. If they'll say, why did you kill the project? And um, as everyone's sitting there talking, Sadie spots Jack walking down the hall and he's like holding a box of his things. So she kind of runs up to talk to him. And Sadie's like, you know, you don't have to go if this is over the whole transfer thing from earlier. And he's like, why? You know, are you scared you're going to miss me? And she's like, no, there's 15,000 people here. You know, what are the odds we'll even see each other in the halls? As she's saying this, Catherine walks up and tells Jack that, you know, he can take any open desk that he wants. And that's when Sadie finds out he got bumped upstairs and she offered him a job because she wants some blue collar perspective. A lot like Daryl. Yes. That's actually, exactly what exactly I thought. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly like that. Well, they could, good call. Yeah. That's exactly like Daryl's promotion. That's when she's like, oh, that's my Uber. I don't know how to drive. <laughs> so the CEO of Pain Motors, not only is she not interested in cars, she doesn't even know how to drive. And uh, Respect. Yeah, and then it just kind of ends with the two of them sitting there, Jack and Sadie. It's like, well, I guess I'll be seeing you a lot more. And they're like, yep, uh, it's going to be fun. And that's it. And that's that was the close of the episode. So they leave you on this cliffhanger. Obviously, this show is going to be built around the when these two get together officially, right? Yeah, I mean, that's got to be, this is the through line of the whole show is, will they, will they, won't they? Yes. Um, won't they? Because Jack deserves better. All right. This bitch does nothing but lie. She denies having sex with him. Screw her. All right. I just she has a very uncomfortable her. shower he's, faucet. That he's definitely a, he's hurts. A great, he's a great guy. He could have anyone in that company. Screw Sadie. So you know what's I, interesting about this is 
or for me anyways. Number one, I don't always agree with the fact that there needs to be some sort of love storyline. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't understand why it always has to be shoehorned in. I get that there is a, some sort of formula that these shows have to follow um, and that it, it typically ends up working out. But it's interesting that with this and Superstore, I have never cared less about couples actually getting together than those two than these two shows. I don't care if these two people get together. And with Superstore, Amy and Jonah, I could I just don't care. Like I don't want them to I like I, I don't understand if it's the characters or the way that they played the story, but I don't care about that storyline at all. Oh, see, it's yeah, funny I, I, I the thought they way. played that perfect in um in Superstore. I was like invested in the two of them right away. I wasn't right away. It grew on me throughout the series, and then I was dying for them to get together. So what I find interesting that works in this situation, what I think is very unique and interesting is it's always like the will they, won't they, and then it's always like that build up to the first kiss scene. You know, like it's such a big deal. And then the they first always time. get together, anyways. But in this case, the two love interests have already had sex. It's not yeah. like it's like They're a very different perspective. Yeah, because they've it's like will they officially become together? Sure, but they already have you know, they've already fornicated. Like this, this isn't like, yeah, it's a huge deal in the office in season two when Jim finally kisses Pam. In this one, in episode one, they are already in a we've had sex scenario. So it is very, yeah, very different. It's unique to what you normally see in these situations. Oh, and Tony saw Angela naked. <laughs> yes. It was a big deal when Tony finally saw Angela naked coming out of the shower. Hey, oh, oh, hey. <laughs> I can't wait to do who's the boss. Then there. he just tap danced his way out of there. <laughs> Right onto the set of the Tony Danza show. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so I mean, listen, so that's the conclusion of the episode. I don't know if there's anything else that you guys wanted to get out before we went forward about the show in general. No, I think we uh, we did a, uh, a pretty thorough one on this one. Yeah, so um, all right, so let's just move forward and we'll do the green light or cancel. I'm going to go in the order I see you guys in. Nick, starting with you. I never go first. This show definitely has potential uh it's not without faults uh like i had just mentioned i'm not really into the love interest at all uh having said that i do like most of the characters i think they're funny i think they're interesting i think the the point of the show is interesting i like the 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 car manufacturer that's a little bit outside of the box i'm gonna green light it i think i would uh i would definitely want to see more of this show and i hope it i hope it pays off ferg uh, for me, it's a cancel. I didn't like the show very much. I thought the dialogue was very unnatural. The way they spoke all the time. A little too silly for me. I, I There was a lot I did like about the episode, but there was just a, a little more that I didn't. I don't think we got enough from the ensemble cast learning ev- everybody. Um, And like I said earlier, the big problem of the thing was just fixing it with a break or... The, the car would see clothes. It wouldn't <laughs> just focus on skin. There was just too many little problems, so it's a cancel for me. Gordo. See, I disagree about the dialogue. I think that the dialogue was perfect for like a corporate level show. I think that that speaks to exactly how people would talk. With that being said, I am greenlighting it. I thought it was, I agree that it wasn't without its fault, but the buildup to the big payoff really worked for me. You know, some of the other little lines kind of went over my head throughout the show, but the the big payoff really got me. And there was enough there for me to want to see if that's a trend that continues. So green light from me. Joe. Yeah, I'm pretty in line with Nick and Gordo on this one. I think that um, I really like the premise of it being 
a car company because it's again it's a little different than everything else when we're watching all these workplace comedies and it makes it feel fresh compared to some other ones i like the dialogue i like a lot of the jokes i do like the characters i do think that again in the streaming world like i think they were smart when they premiered this show they premiered episodes one and two together almost like a one-hour episode and we talk about that a lot where I think people's opinions would change on a show if you could also see season two, or episode two rather, right away. But even with that not in mind, just going on this one episode, it's a green light for me. I love Superstore. This feels very much like it. I like all the characters, and it does give you that sort of warm and fuzzy NBC Thursday night feeling. Yeah, so uh, for me, it's also going to be a green light. And yeah, I don't think it's a perfect show. Um, I liked it a lot, though. I would say some of the, so these shows, these workplace comedies, these, the Justin Spitzer office, this whole tree, you know, the office, Parks and Rec, all these shows, they, they heavily rely on like this ensemble cast. I think they need to do a better job of incorporating who some of these people are. A couple of them I don't see myself falling in love with unless I find out more about them because my initial interpretations or impressions rather are just not strong. So like Elliot and uh, Dory, I I could do without those characters, but again, it's only episode one and they didn't focus on them to try to establish the, the main pieces a little bit more. So we'll see where those go. I do feel like this is a show that will inevitably add a couple more pieces to the pie to kind of round out that cast. So I would be surprised if by season two, you don't see a couple more people introduced to fill that up. But ultimately, yeah, I thought it was like an easy to watch show. It was fun. Went by quick, shot well. Um, I like the main characters. I like Sadie. I like Catherine. I like Jack. So I think like the foundation is is proper. I just think the supporting cast needs a little bit of tweaking. But yeah, overall, it's a, it's a green light for me. So that's that's um four out of five, which means Fur can eat a gigantic bag of dicks. Ah. Uh, uh, American Auto, you do live on to see episode two. So congratulations on that. Uh, another reminder, I just want to remind you guys one more time, go to s1e1pod.com. That's where you can find all the links to our social media and other places where you can listen to us, all platforms. Everything's linked through our .com, s1e1pod.com. Again, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, interact with us on our socials, tweet at us, comment on our Instagram posts, talk to us, let us know what you like about the show, what you don't like. We're here to evolve ourselves, so keep us in the loop, and you know we like interacting with you guys. It does mean a lot to us. So that's it. That's all the time we have for this week. Stick around for next week. We'll be back every Thursday with a new episode. But that's it. That's all we have. Thank you. Goodbye. I don't think we got the best Gerald Ford. <laughs> <laughs>